Hello and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Fair for Your Podcast. My name is AJ Cairns. I'm your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. This week, folks, is no different. The only caveat, the only special thing here of note, this is our last episode of the year 2019, so we want to wish you happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, Festivus, happy New Year, whatever it is you celebrate, whatever it is that you do to bring your family together, we wish that upon you, we wish you nothing but good energy, good vibes, good smiles, lots of love, we appreciate you each and every week that you come here and you'll be a part of this special thing that we've been doing now for almost three years. The 16-Ounce Canvas, The Art of Craft Beer Podcast. And this week is a special one. It's a kind of a 16-Ounce Canvas first in a way. Somebody that we know, somebody we met, someone that we spent time with. And then we're bringing bringing that connection together for you. We talk about it in the episode. This week's featured guest, episode 140, is Mr. Philip LeBlanc. We actually came to meet Philip in one of our favorite places, Obviously, you've heard us talk more than once about vacation land, the way things should be, Portland, Maine, our love of being up there, and we came to meet Phil at Bissell Brothers, and we'll talk about it, but he was live painting there. I was kind of uh, entranced by it, had to reach out, made the connection, then we connected on social. You know, one thing led to another. He bought me dinner. He was a romantic. No, I'm just kidding, but... Um, you know, we connected, he reached out, then he was, uh, as you remember, part of our event, the Art of Craft Beer Hubbub in Bridge to Maine with our good friend Will and the crew at Standard Gastro Pub at All Roads Hub, and it was just really kind of a special connection for us to be able to bring that full circle and to, you know, to be able to, 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 to share that with everyone here because we rarely have those opportunities where we meet the people, connect with them, and then record that interview and, and connection and update, so this is kind of a... Unique spin on things. We usually try to, you know, meet the artists afterwards. You know, we usually end saying we love to have beers in 3D, but we've had beers, we've broken bread, we've had laughs, we've had good times, and so it's uh, really nice to be able to, you know, to share that with you. So, um, I don't know, it's a special one. It's a perfect one to kind of end the year. You know, celebrate a lot of the the joys and beauties we've had this year. Great experiences, amazing people. If you want to follow along with what Phil's doing, it's Phil in LeBlanc on Instagram. That's Phil with two L's, dot I-N, dot LeBlanc, L-E-B-L-A-N-C. That's my boy Phil, and you go to his website, philandleblanc.com. Like Phil in the blank, but with our boy Phil, P-H Fish, Philly, you know what I'm saying? So, this episode's a good one. Like I said, it's a great way to end the year. It's a great way to kind of bring things to life. Phil was part of our Hubbub series, December 14th in Connecticut, in New Haven, Connecticut, at Three Sheets, Art in the Back series. We'll be doing the Art of Craft Beer Connecticut edition featuring 11 unique artists from the state of Connecticut who help design and bring to life some of the, the favorite breweries, and it's just going to be it's just going to be a banger. We've got Chris Edwards with Hoax Brewing, Jay Larch, who's done some work with Charter Oak Brewing, Nathan Sturdivant with Hog River Brewing, Joshua Parent with Counterweight Brewing, Andrew Mullen, who's done work with Foam Brewers and The Alchemist in Vermont. He's from Connecticut, just in case you're trying to bust balls. Uh, Steve Raboyne, who's done work with Labyrinth Brewing Company, Hanging Hills, as well as the new redesign for Firefly Hollow. Jessica Batista with Thimble Island Brewing. Dan Hamilton, a.k.a. Dan Warning with Kent Falls and also Beard Brewing. We have Maggie Gagliardi, who's done work with Front Porch Brewing as well as Collective Arts and several other breweries. Lisa Sotero has done work with Stony Creek Brewery and Voracious Brewing. And our good friend, one of the OGs, going back to Season 1, Episode number 5, New England Brewing Company's own, Mr. Craig Gilbert. So it is going to be a lot of fun. We are very excited for this. It's going to be just a banger. It's going to start 9 o'clock Saturday, December 14th. It's free. We're going to have a killer set list. They have great food there. I don't know how late the kitchen's open. But Sarah and the crew over there is just wonderful. Tomorrow or later today, as we're recording this, we'll be uh, setting everything up and just really excited for this next chapter. It's a perfect way to end the year. So stay tuned for more information on our next events, but you can always go to theartofcraftbeer.com. That'll take you right to the Facebook event 
Let us know you're coming there. Tell a friend. Share. Like. It is free. It is free. It is free. Art will be up through the uh, first, I think, it's to Jan- I think it's through January 10th is when uh, it kind of ends for the next installment. So go there. Support. It's always a good time there. They have great music. They're just uh, big supporters of art. We're taking over all the walls. Lots and lots of goodies for you. And it's just going to be a, you know, a lot of fun. So once again, we thank you. 2019 has been a blessing. This has been a great opportunity and outlet for me. You know, as we've talked about, you know, there's been some weird things in, you know, in the real world, so to speak, with, you know, work and those adventures. But having you, having this outlet, having this ability to shine light on these amazing people and to kind of, uh, I would say 2018, we dipped our toes in. This year, we maybe did a little bit of Cannonball and we're just kind of going for it. And so 2020 is just going to be even more exciting and we just kind of, you know, we're like that little snowball at the top of the hill. We just keep, you know, we're rolling down, we're picking up steam, and we're bringing you with us, but not in a destructive way because, you know, you get big and then you take over and you roll over the town. But 16ozcanvas.com is the website, the hashtag we can use. Follow along, see all the amazing artists out there. And it's just, it's really crazy. It's taken off. We're getting folks using it from all over the place. 16ozcanvas on Instagram and then 16ozcanvas on Facebook and Twitter. That hashtag is kind of uh, it's really been uh, it's really been money. So we, we thank you for that once again. And if you want to connect, aj one six ozcanvas.com. We use the royal we, but it is me, it is myself, and it is I. So we thank you. And without further ado, let's get right into it. Episode one hundred and forty. Holy shit! Right, one hundred and forty is not a prime number. I mean, obviously you can divide it by two, you can divide it by seven, you can divide it by fourteen, you can divide it by ten, by five. There's a lot of different things you can do with it. So. We're going to get right back into it. Here it is, episode 140, Mr. Philip LeBlanc, right here at the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Remember, Phil's done work with Timberyard Brewing Company. You can check them out, Timberyard Brewing Co. on uh, IG. And, uh, yeah, follow along. Enjoy. Timberyard Brewing. Timberyard Brewing is the .com. And uh, let's do this. Here we go. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-ounce canvas. The Art of Craft Beer podcast. Very excited to have with us today my friend Philip LeBlanc, who's joining us from Western Massachusetts. Great story here with how we connected with Phil is, as you may have heard, we love the state of Maine and we were doing our annual pilgrimage to Maine. We stopped by Bissell Brothers and then this gentleman shows up with a ton of gear, canvas, and he's just gonna <laughs> just gonna live paint. And I was like a little kid and I I think we're actually about to leave town for the head back to Connecticut. And so I just kind of stood there like a little kid uh, and was just watching Phil. Hey, I was just amazed at this, uh, at this guy was able to carry all this gear on his back. And it just seemed, uh, it just seemed like uh, somebody who had kind of mastered the craft of, uh, of simple living. And so sat there kind of was in all of what Phil was doing. And then we later would, uh, you know, we later would connect and Phil was actually a part of our, hubbub show we did in Bridge to Maine uh, back in late uh, September of 2019. So it's really just nice to come full circle. You know, we've uh, had an opportunity to spend a weekend together and just kind of, uh, it's now nice to, you know, promote Phil and, uh, you know, his, his his adventures. So how are you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm doing awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like I said, um, you know, we came to learn to Phil, uh, you know, through, he, he does live paintings uh, some of the many things that he does, he's a, he's a just all around, you know, good person. He's got great energy and, um, you should follow along with him, uh, Phil in LeBlanc. So P H I L L I N his last name, LeBlanc, L E B L A N C.com is the website. And then Phil with two L's dot in dot LeBlanc on Instagram. And then you can also go to Philip LeBlanc dot artworks on Instagram. So, uh, Keep himself busy. You know, he also has done some work with uh, Timberyard Brewing Company, so that really ties in with us on the 16-ounce canvas. But today we are here to uh, just introduce you to my my friend and his artwork and kind of uh, see what some adventures he's been since we uh, we last got to hang out. So so tell us, Phil, what's new? What have you been up to, my friend? Well, um, our, uh, our first meeting was great because really my ultimate goal is to be living on the road and traveling and somehow making art and making it all work. Um, so I met you at Bissell Brothers and then again at, at the, the Art of Craft Beer event, which was awesome. Um, since then, I've 
done live painting at three festivals, like music festivals. Oh, great. Which was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'd, I'd never even been to a music festival before, so it was pretty cool. That's pretty great. Which what were the music festivals? Uh, higher Education in Lebanon, Maine, um, Just Joshing in Connecticut, and then, uh, let's see, the last one was a Harvest Fair, and that was in uh, kind of New York State, upstate. There you go. Yeah, it's uh, it was really cool to see um, just kind of the live painting. It just worked out perfectly. You know, everyone, I think you're working on your kind of uh, whimsical kind of uh, rainbow snake, and it was really nice to, you know, to kind of see the the final product when we got together, uh, got together in uh, in Maine, and you started, you know, uh, you know, Will gave you everyone all the artists permission to kind of paint freely on the walls, and you started just kind of doing a little you know live feature on the wall so it was just uh yeah it, it was awesome so it was just uh you were the perfect uh compliment in addition to the the event so we're just really uh really excited to uh see you know see how busy you've been yeah i mean live painting has made the world a difference to me when i kind of made the jump into pretty much full-time painting almost two years ago now uh, I, I couldn't stand sitting hunkered in a little studio space and just doing work in a bubble. Um, once, once I discovered just getting out there and making it in public, it was just so much more exciting, so much more invigorating, like constantly meeting people and getting feedback. And uh, it's just a blast. Yeah. It's what I mean. It's, it has an experience and it's, uh, it's, it's impressive because it's such a intimate thing. And then you have, you know, you just, doing it in the moment and letting people see how, how it all goes down. It's been, uh, yeah, it's, I'm always, always amazed at that. You know, to me, I would, I would, I would be so self-conscious. So thank you for not feeling that way. <laughs> well, it, it takes, it takes work, you know, it was definitely nerve wracking at first. And I've done a couple of other things. Like, uh, I did two live weddings, uh, in the spring. So, you know, the, the couple picks their moment and then I paint, during the event and I paint during the reception and that was scary because I was like I don't know how well I'm going to be able to paint people fast and then you know have this thing that people are kind of watching as I'm making it so I don't know it's it's the more the more you kind of challenge yourself by doing uncomfortable things the more you'll grow and you'll grow fast so it's definitely definitely worth it that's great. Now, so we know where where your journey is taking you to present day. Kind of, uh, you know, take us a little bit back in back in time, and you know, where you found your your love of art and and painting. Kind of, what's the you know, what are the early chapters of the story, Phil? Oh, pretty pretty early. I think originally, I mean, I was obsessed with dinosaurs when I was little, uh, so I think I just wanted dinosaur art on my walls, and um, it was kind of up to me to make it for myself. So I just started drawing dinosaurs and from there it just kind of evolved into dragons and owls and frogs and um it was mostly graphite at first um and then maybe i was a teenager i started doing a lot more painting um and and i love that and that just continued to grow and it was natural for me to want to go to college for it so i was lucky enough to uh, attend the Rhode Island School of Design, and that really expanded what painting meant for me, and totally blew my world open. Um, so yeah, probably where it started. That's great. Now, for those for folks at home, I mean, I, I how would you describe your you know, your, your style or you know the type of uh, things you try to you know capture or stories you're telling with your paintings? Well, it's, it's certainly always changing, but the the current trend is, um, I guess, every every piece is unfolding with me at the moment. So, from my perspective, it, it's kind of a, a almost a spiritual journey. Like every every topic, every image is is coming out, and I don't know where it's going, and I just kind of have to trust the process and the early stages are always kind of painful because I'm looking at an incomplete thing and it's just kind of, it's always winning it and it's always just letting the painting take me to where it's taking. Um, so it tends to be naturalistic, kind of based on, based in around nature because we are, 
really an extension of this world and of this universe. And I like tying all those themes together. Yeah, yeah I, I would just, yeah, it's very uh, magical, very vivid, um, you know, as a kind of a mix of, of nature and kind of uh, spirituality, which I think really comes through in your work, um, which I really, I really like. And it's, uh, thank you. Yeah. I, that, that's how, that's how I, it definitely evokes a warmth. There's definitely a warmth to them. It kind of, which I, which I really like. I think, um, one of the ones most recently, if I remember, was this very like beautiful butterfly, you know, with, uh, almost like a fire orange to it, which I thought was really just, I don't know. I'm always drawn to the, the beauty of, of butterflies and the, the patterns and kind of, you know, this, um, it's like art within itself, you know, their wings and it has, it has a very mosaic and kind of, uh, stained glass feel to it which is always just amazing to me it just happens naturally in nature oh i mean everything is everything is so perfect and beautiful and we we train ourselves to kind of see these things as everyday mundane i've always seen this tree a million times but but have you have you looked at this tree have you thought about the tree that's underneath the ground think about what's going on like what it's doing for the environment it's I don't know. This world is a crazy, beautiful place, and I like, I like um, reintroducing that to people. I I agree, right? And you look at just yeah, and you know, with everyone trying to with design and creativity, you're trying to make the patterns that you try to make, uh, you know, digitally or artificially, and then when you kind of step back and look out, you know, just kind of get lost in the woods for, you know hours or days or weekend and just kind of really see all these things that are just happening around you that like to your point, you, know, you don't stop to kind of uh, breathe in once in a while. And it's, uh, I, I, that, yeah, your, your work is definitely, um, it does it, does it justice to kind of, you know, take the snapshots and kind of, you know, allow you kind of capture these moments and then put your own, you know, your own spin on it, which is, which is great. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Now you mentioned before, and we've talked about it a little bit. You know, you're trying to kind of almost live off the earth, kind of uh, with your own again, your own spin on it. But you're trying to you know live on the road a little bit more. And you know, how are those? How's that adventure going? Or you know, what's the what's the kind of current status of uh, living off the land or living you know mobile simple life? Well, currently, I'm kind of waiting for whatever continues to evolve. I've Put out a lot of feelers over the past year and I've just been trying anything and everything that comes my way and just seeing what works um I was really I was really hopeful that the music festivals were going to be like a nice perhaps pretty profitable sort of venture and and so far it hasn't quite been that so at that time when I was doing those I, I was hoping yeah I'll be able to justify buying this van and retrofitting it with a bed and small little studio. Um, I'm not quite, I'm not quite there yet, but no, um, getting, getting three beer labels has been great. That's like, that's something that, um, getting into this community will be really great for, for establishing myself as an artist. Cause right now, right now everything's kind of up and down and all over the place, but, that's just because I'm, I'm trying out whatever and seeing if it works. Yeah. Throw it against, keep throwing against the wall or the vans, see what sticks. But yeah, I definitely, uh, I think you have the right mindset for it. And uh, I think that it's, uh, it's definitely not easy, but I think that, you know, your, uh, your open-mindedness and, you know, willing to, to take chances, I think is really, is really good. You're kind of building a infrastructure at the right time to, to kind of take that plunge. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, that's that's been tricky, but at some point when you're getting older and you just realize, hey, you just gotta go for it. Yeah. Now or never. Right, and I think that, I yeah, I think that you're 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 approaching it. You know, you're kind of keeping your you're planting all these seeds, and I know right now they're probably not. You know, you're thinking like the music festival thing, but I definitely. You know, remain, I would give advice, which uh, which I don't know if it means much, but you know, just remaining positive and open to it. And I think that you know, a lot of times, especially like now, as they plan for you know 2020, they're probably a lot of those festivals now. It's probably the time to reach out to them, 
you know, you, you get shocked. Cause I used to manage a band, how far out they book these events and what have you. And so yeah. I would definitely uh, knock back on the doors again and really just kind of Memorial Day through is really one that gets really busy. And so it's a, it's a nice, it's a nice feature. And it could, even if there's, I know there's a few folks down in New Orleans who do a lot of uh, the live music paintings and it's become a, you know, pretty popular. So even if there's, I would even reach out to bands. Like I know, like, you know, they have you, you know, do that. It could be kind of cool, especially in the, you know, the, the, the jam kind of more hippie scene that it could be pretty cool. Yeah. It's totally my scene too. It's the right kind of people, the right kind of environment. So no, I'll definitely be continuing in that direction as well. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And so um, we like we, we did mention you know, you've done uh, three labels now for for Tim, Timberyard Brewing. How did uh, how did you come to connect with uh, with Timberyard? Uh, Timberyard was uh, was pretty easy and great. Uh, not oftentimes uh, reaching out to a brewery to live paint um, through email or some sort of social media. Sometimes it doesn't it gets lost in translation. But in this case, I. Re- out to them it probably helped it was before they opened and they were like yeah we'd love to have you live paint and that was a little over a year ago now and um i think i just kind of became a staple with the place um people would come and be like oh where's your live painter and so like naturally at some point matt the brewer was like of course course he's got to do some labels for us and so yeah that's that's how that came about See, there you go, man. So, so the most recent one you did is very, uh, it's uh, Raspberry Awakening, and it's got a very like ohm kind of uh, spirituality to it, with uh, you know, almost like a raspberry head to the person, you know, in the in the figure. But what what is the process in working with them? Uh, you know, how do you kind of collaborate to come up with a you know a concept for for the labels? Well. For these three so far, I think Matt's kind of come up with the name and the the, the beer that the style beer is going to be, um, and he's always had a bit of an idea as to what the image would look like. So, practice where you teach and raspberry awakening were both very kind of spiritual themes. So we kind of went with the idea of the Buddha with the practice where you teach and with the kind of Buddha head with the raspberry. So, in all cases, it was his idea, and kind of working with each other. Like, I I would do a bunch of concept sketches, and eventually we'd nail one down. And I started in a painting, and they loved it when I was when I was making the beer label when I would be making them at Timberyard. So, it's cool to complete the label at the brewery that I'm making it for. Oh, that is cool. That's I really I, I never. That's probably the most uh, one of the more unique stories of the label. So you were doing your when you were doing your live paintings. You know, some of those were were the, the labels that were coming together. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty awesome. That's a really unique uh, spin on that. Yeah, and that might even be a point that I can expand on in the future. Hey, I'll come travel to your brewery and I'll paint your label for you live, and people can watch. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how did that work? So you, you do the painting. Obviously, it's a you know we'll, we'll play off the puns. It's much it's a much larger canvas than the sixteen ounce canvas. How, how did did you just give them the painting and they you know took some photos or did you, how did you scan that in? Because it looks really crisp on the you know on the graphics I've seen so far. So I'm really lucky when when I transitioned from well. When I stopped work, stopped working full time, I I had stopped working at a, a print shop. Um, at the time, I was very very kind of exhausted at this print shop, and a part of me would have loved to uh, kind of burn that bridge, but I thankfully I didn't, and I continued helping them out, and uh, I pretty much hand a painting to them when I'm done. They either scan it or they get it photographed, and it's it's kind of been, it's been like a crucial a part of me getting prints made and me getting files that, that look that great. So essentially it's through a print shop in Rhode Island. Oh, that's yeah. Very smart. Good work on that burning that bridge. I couldn't see, I don't know. 
I couldn't see you having a, you're one of those guys I would say doesn't have an angry bone in their body, but you definitely, uh, we've all had some shitty jobs. And so where you want to kind of tell them where to stick it. And, uh, I'm glad, I'm glad that you've, uh, that you kind of, uh, did not do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it can be a hard lesson to know when to hold back and to know when to, to know when to throw it all out there. But yeah, I'm grateful. Like Kenny that. Rogers, <laughs> little Kenny Rogers there, little know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Right. <laughs> Exactly. No end to walk away. No end to run. I sorry, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't no, resist. Yeah. I couldn't resist. I'm oh, sorry. I was like, oh, it's like a modern day Kenny Rogers right here. Yep. <laughs> oh, so are you giving a? You know, given that you're doing the live painting, is there a timetable you're working with? You know, how, is that really? I know you're saying before about trying to kind of increase your speed in some ways. Is that was that kind of part of the the fun of the adventure? Is to really push yourself and see how quickly you get it done or how much time were you, did they give you? Uh, yeah, it's, kind of, it's always different. Um, sometimes I prioritize personal work and then kind of wait last minute to do commissions. Uh, sometimes it's the opposite. I guess, uh, I mean, it always feels like a painting takes a long time, but in reality they don't, a lot of them won't take a long time, especially if they're small. So, I don't know, give me a couple of weeks and I can easily, if I can focus on it, then I can bang it out pretty easily. Um, but that is something I'm trying to work with more. I'm always trying to expand style and technique. So you brought up the butterfly painting earlier. That painting was one of a couple, including the rainbow snake as well, where uh, a part of the process in the painting would be to like fill a water balloon with water and paint and to huck it at the, the panel, so certain amounts of moves are, are kind of quick like that. Um, and that's just a lot of fun to figure out new ways of making marks, and, and yes, also like trying to be a little fast, because I do tend to be tedious. Yeah, it's I, I, that's the one common thing I've, I've always wondered, and I've heard a lot, it's kind of the idea of when is it finished, and given you know the size and scale of some of these pieces, you know, you could probably find ways to kind of touch up or add things and never you kind of just have to let it go out there and you know, release it to the to the universe so to speak so yeah i definitely could see how being a perfectionist you're always trying to okay add a couple more strokes here or stepping away and coming back and you know it's probably good to, it's probably good in some ways for that you know, have the exercise of having a you know having a time you know have a time constraint so it allows you to kind of uh gives you that challenge True, true. I, I mean, I also give myself space to make sure I'm happy with it before it's done. Like sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll be ready to be finished with a piece before, before it really is finished. And sometimes you just got to keep going or sometimes it is, it is cutting yourself off. But yeah, it's, it's always a weird balance finding your, finding your way with when is the end? When 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 is the appropriate time to stop? <laughs> yeah. Now, for for folks at home and you know what have you, what what stop, what type of paints are you using, or you know what what type of is it depending on the piece? Are you doing acrylics? Is it oil paint? You know, since this is the kind of an audio program, you know, and obviously folks should check out fillinleblank uh, dot com. Fill dot in dot leblanc on instagram you know follow from our page as well but uh, you know what what are some of the what types of painting techniques or styles are you using right now it's all acrylic and it's all pretty much on on wood or wood round um, i love coming up with an idea and then uh, thinking ahead of time in ways that i can save the wood grain in particular spots and so it's kind of always a forward-minded thinking like okay i can't add too much paint here because i'm trying to save the wood grain i'm trying to work with it um so yeah that's that's kind of my my thing right now acrylic is a lot obviously it dries faster it's much easier to transport in and out and to bring to places but who knows i i love expanding and trying new techniques yeah that's 
And we are back. You're listening to episode 140 featuring the talented, spiritual, adventurous, and all-around good person, Mr. Philip LeBlanc. He's a good people, man. I'm just really, uh, I really believe that, you know, things happen for a reason. Actually, I don't know if I believe that. But in this case, we'll go with it. I don't know. I think it's just kind of a, you say that sometimes, but I do believe you, know, you put good things out into the universe and, you know, you're attracted and Phil was there the energy and we, you know, we really connected, but yeah, I don't know. We can probably, uh, get deep into that another day. I don't know if I like to believe in pre predetermination of things like that, but I do, I do think that, you know, it's, it's, it's fitting how we met Phil, the, the importance of Maine, you know, him being on his inaugural kind of, uh, adventure doing live painting, how he be, he played an integral role, you know, in hubbub, and went from, you know, just, uh, you know, reaching out, seeing how we could connect to, you know, being there, you know, being in a real positive energy for the whole weekend, you know, doing his live painting, really connecting with people and just all around, all around good people. And it was, it was great because Will and the crew at Standard, you know, the food there is world class. You know, you, you don't really appreciate that, you know, from the outside, you see it's in a gas station you know, his chef and everyone there, you know, we had this dinner on Friday night where everyone was setting up, you know, and we had like a mini bottle share and we were just really kind of made a point that we kind of all connected together from the get-go. And it was really, I think it was just really important for the success of everything. You know, we stayed, you know, hung out Friday night, you know, we were all there getting things set up on Saturday, all day you're spending together. And when you're trying to do something original and unique and different, especially in a spot that's never been done before, connecting with everybody you know lending a hand helping each other out being a part of this like little community it was really something special you know we hung out late into the night got out there sunday and it was there and then kind of poof you know our little pop-up community was gone and so we've all you know had this special connection and i think that it was just really um you know phil was a was a great part of that and uh, it's just really nice to be able to you know share some of that energy with you as we you know end our 2019 um, he's just uh, he's just a really good person. I'm really excited to to share some of that with you. You know, kind of try to capture that that moment, bottle that up. But remember, it's philipleblank.com. Uh, well, Philip LeBlanc, excuse me, it's philintheblank.com, phil.in.leblank on Instagram, and then you can go to uh, Timberyard Brewing, timberyardbrewing.com. So let's just get back into it. We're just talking about his, how he's doing stuff, the opportunities really kind of some music techniques and it's just uh this is a fun part coming up right here so let's get back into it part two episode 140 fill it with blank 16 ounce canvas this is how we're gonna do it here we go now now you mentioned before you said you kind of just casually like brushed over but did you say something about a water balloon and just throwing paint like at (laughs) at a canvas was i having a flashback you did say that right yes yes uh like for the butterfly for instance um, one of the first steps was drawing out the butterfly, the black, the monarch black areas, as opposed to the orange areas. And then I put, uh, basically a big masking tape stencil over the panel that I had colored orange. And then I cut out that drawing of the monarch in all the areas where the black was going to be. Um, and then, then essentially I, I filled Balloons. I think I did three or four throws at uh, the Just Joshua Music Festival. And so I did that. I did that live at the festival, and that was a ton of fun. I love to keep doing that um, because it's just very like, all right, Phil's getting on a bench so he can like get the space to throw this water balloon at the canvas. Um, it's just so much fun because basically, you know, I, you throw the paint at the canvas and it's covered and then you let it dry and then I would remove the masking and that was basically the, the butterfly painting. Um, you know, and then I went back after and I added a little more detail. But, but yeah. <laughs> now, what was the inspiration for that? Was you, you trying to come up with a way to, since you're doing live, to make it have something that was more visually kind of a little wow factor? Or had you seen that somewhere else? What was the... You know, what was the uh, foundation for that? Um, I mean, I'm 
I get bored pretty easily if I'm doing the same thing, same techniques, same kinds of images over and over again. So I'm just, I'm constantly looking for something that feels exciting. So the first time I used that technique was the rainbow snake. And the rainbow snake is based on the Aboriginal uh, belief that the rainbow snake um, not only created the world, but leaps from water hole to water hole and ushers in kind of the rainy season. So I knew I needed to incorporate the element of water in that painting. So that was where the big blue splash came from in the background of that one. Um, so yeah, it's really, it's really just to try something exciting. And especially in that case, I had no idea whether it was going to work or fail or, or anything. And that's, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, that's yeah. That's one of the that's uh, one of the things I really like. It's just you know taking those chances and you know trying to come up with something. And you know if it didn't work, you don't you know you just put another coat over top of it. Not to not to minimize it, but it's just kind of like what what you know. Sometimes it's like okay, why not take a chance and go for it? What's the worst that can What's the worst that could happen, right? You know, it, and it seems that you found this new kind of. Uh, way to kind of launch or start off the the pieces now and it's uh especially like you said for the live that, that would be fun you know just to see a guy with you know some water balloons and you know i don't know i could see i could see the crowd like that you know there's all these color runs and these things where people are getting all painted up that'd be kind of fun even just to throw a few into the crowd you know obviously depending on the type of paint you're using but you know it would just be like you were saying before the the like my the open-mindedness of the people it could be it could be definitely fun Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's 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 fun to even uh, challenge the the less open-minded people. You know, uh, being at breweries, especially, like, I'll definitely come across some people that wouldn't normally go up and talk to an artist. And uh, there's there's always I'm always trying to radiate an amount of positivity where where they even somebody who's not normally interested in art, you know, gets get something, learn something. So it's always fun. Yeah. I could see, yeah, I could see you leading a, you know, a class or just kind of more like a, maybe like a, like a community center, you know, just getting people together and just having fun with painting and, and what have you. Yeah. You do, you, you, you're, uh, you do exude uh, a positive, you know, good energy, which is, uh, I think one of the reasons I was, uh, drawn into the waves. Right. I mean, that was, uh, I couldn't, I always, I couldn't help it. I had to see what this guy was doing. It was, uh, it was, uh, and here we are. So it's been, uh, I don't know. It's been, a, it's been a good little ride so far, man. I know, and that's the biggest compliment for me is when I'm able to bring a, a positive energy, a good vibe to a place. That's really the biggest compliment I could get. So when you when you told me that, I was just like, I was just glowing inside. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'm not a. Yeah, I'm not one to, to blow smoke, and I it was really like you know it was a perfect end. You know, Maine's always been a positive place for us, and especially Bissell. And so, to, I don't know to, to to see that, and then you know for me to be doing this, and then you know I think we exchange info, or I, I think I just posted something, seeing you do it, and even that, you know, folks, just, just in, especially artists at home, uh, you know, Phil reached out and just said, you know, he liked what I was doing, and uh, you know, we we kind of bounced back and forth, but he just put himself out there, and you know it wasn't, it wasn't pitchy. It was genuine. It was honest. And, you know, it really, it really resonated with me and maybe want to find a way for us to, you know, do something together, you know, in the future. Um, and, uh, you know, here we are, like I said, so Phil's one of the first guests we've ever had that we've already spent time with. You know, we try to, you know, one of the cool things we try to is have a honest, you know, connection or honest conversation with people. And sometimes it's, you know, it's raw and it go it, good, bad and the ugly, but, uh, it's just nice to be able to, uh, you know, have that shared experience that we had, you know, together. And then he was part of the, the show in Maine, and he really helped. Uh, I don't know, bring it together. You know, folks, folks loved it, and I would say one of the the more popular, whatever that means, artists. But you know, even that again. Sorry, I'm rambling, Phil. But like, Phil shows up, and he has you know all the stuff, and he's professional, but he's positive and has his energy. But he's got prints that are, you know, people they're affordable, you know, and they, you know, and has a nice little setup and it just, it's, uh, you know, you can be a good artist and be a shitty business person. So, you know, I think Phil's kind of finding his, uh, his, uh, connection point for all, all of them. And I just wanted to, 
you know, let you know that I really appreciated that. Yeah. Um, the best part is, is my, my trip to Maine for that weekend that we met was one of my first trips that where I just blindly went out to the world. I had a list of breweries. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go to them and ask if I can paint there for the day. And if I get a no, then I'll just try the next one. Always. It was a total confirmation that I'm heading in the right direction by trying to travel when we did cross paths. And I was like, hey, this guy, this guy keeps looking at me. I bet he's going to come over and talk. <laughs> and here we are. Right. Yeah. Now we're, yeah. So, yeah, I think that, uh, if this helps, yeah, confirm that, you know, I definitely, uh, I think that you're, this is a great calling for you. And like I said, your, your energy and what you're doing is, uh, you know, is a perfect fit. You know, it, I think even when you were in, you know, with us, you were, you had a, you had a campground set up and it was beautiful. And I just, you know, you know, I, what, what your art is with, with bringing in nature and spirituality, I think that it's just kind of a, it's like a, I don't know if, for lack of a better term, if you had a kind of a USB or an out, you know, an output plug for for your energy, you know, it just kind of, I think that that's what your your art is to me. It's it's just kind of an embodiment of, you know, who you are and what you're doing, and you know, kind of your exploration of of life and nature. And so, like you said, it continues to evolve and, and change. And so, it's uh, it's really cool to see. Yep, and it is so exciting. <laughs> yeah, I think you have a, you know, and so. Um, so what's um you know obviously probably you know living at, living off the land in the winter in, in New England is probably not the best but uh you know what's uh, what's the next chapter for Phil what, what what do you got what do you got what do you got brewing? Well, um right now I'm cranking out a bunch of little little paintings kind of for the holidays I do pretty good with them. Um, I've got a few commissions. I'm constantly juggling personal work, um, some smaller things that I that are maybe a little bit more subtle and then yeah also commission so i do the pet portraits and people portraits and uh as far as the next step i think i kind of as the winter goes on i'm hopefully i try to make some trips to some places i've never been before and just try to set up in new events and to see what happens well folks if you're uh if you're following along, make sure you uh, check out Phil's website, fill in the blank. Obviously, a little, a little, little pun there works out pretty well in your favor. Phil, fill in the blank. I like it. Yeah, fill in the blank dot com. Phil with two L's. P H I L L dot in dot leblanc. L E B L A N C on Instagram, and you can also go to philipleblanc dot artworks and uh, you know reach out there for any, any commissions and kind of, uh, both of those. Now, is there a, is there a difference Phil between, like, is there a theme that you're going with, with one versus the other, the two, you have the two, uh, uh, Instagrams. Is there, is there any, what's the kind of, uh, synopsis of those? Um, well, I guess I have a lot of personal, personal philosophies with where I want the kind of art career to go. Um, I really, I really just kind of want to create a life for myself where my art and my public persona and private persona, like it's all kind of together. Like it, it just kind of comes together. So um, my fill in the blank is really, it's, it's me, my personal life and it's my art because to me it's, it's, it's really all the same. Um, and then the other one was just to kind of have a, a purely art um, based, you know, formula. And I guess I'm, I'm a little less active on it. Cause I don't, I don't feel like I, I'm not in it as much as I am for the, the personal account. So that that's, that's the reason for the difference. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Follow, follow them all folks, follow them all. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, support your local Phil. And, um, so one more, we got kind of, uh, one more question for you. And, uh, I'm definitely curious in this one. What kind of, when you're creating, obviously when you're in the breweries and stuff, it's, you know, the ambiance of the brewery, but you know, when you're creating outside of that, is there certain music you're listening to or certain bands? What's kind of, uh, what's on the playlist? What do you, what kind of, uh, what, what are some of your favorite artists? Oh, it's really, I'm always trying to expand and find new things. Uh, lately I've been kind of 
moving a little bit more towards electronic, but I still listen to a lot of folk and um, it depends on the mood. Sometimes it's Tibetan symbols and uh, meditative chants. I love the head and the heart, Sylvanesso, Charles the First, Tycho, I mean, uh, Yolklore is another kind of new group that I've been into. Anything that gets me on like a higher level, um, it definitely puts me in the zone easier when it's, when it's music that I'm enthusiastic for. All right. I dig on, I know a few of those and I'm a, some I don't, so I'm excited to be, uh, <clears throat> turned on to some, some, some new music, which is always, uh, which is always fun. Yeah. Now, yeah, like, again, if you're looking for some cool, unique, uh, one of a kind ornaments, uh, you know, it's for the holiday season, you got to, you know, reach out to Phil and, uh, we'll definitely, uh, they're beautiful. You can follow, you see them, you know, as he's creating them in his story, which is fun. You know, it's a, it's a great follow cause it's really, uh, it's personal, it's intimate and it's, uh, it's pretty genuine and transparent. You know, you really, um, you really kind of go along for the journey and it's a, it's a real positive one. You know, I know that you, know, you have some down days, Phil, but I think that your art is a great outlet and it brings, you know, it brings, uh, happiness to others. And so I'm, I, um, you know, I really, uh, appreciate that. And it's, uh, this time of year when the, the days are shorter, I know that uh, it just, I don't know, it just it just fucks with your your kind of body sometimes and your mind. And, you know, just getting dark so early and the idea of dark and being, uh, you know, being down. So, uh, you know, I really, even when you're having bad days, you know, you, you kind of, uh, you put yourself out there to be vulnerable. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate that. And, you know, I'm following along. I'm here for you. So, you know, if you ever need anything, don't hesitate to reach out, my friend. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's important to be transparent and honest. You can't you can't have the the light without the dark, and so you just kind of need to sit through it, do the work, and in the end, know that you'll be better off because you know if nothing's worth it, that isn't doesn't involve a little bit of struggle. Amen. I'll allude you to that, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to. Um... Again, thank you for being a part of this project on many levels. You, uh, you know, like I said, it was uh, it was the universe calling us together. We met in Maine, and you know, got to work together again, and definitely will again in the future. But uh, yeah, we're we're really uh, really happy that we've uh, made this connection. It's really kind of one of the the joys of the project, and so I just really wanted to you know publicly thank you for that, and just you know celebrate you today and. Again, you know, thank you so much for for being a part of this project, and I'm excited to see what you know what the next chapter is for for you. Yeah, thank you, AJ, and I'm excited too. We'll see what happens. All right, my friend, don't be a stranger. Stay warm, and uh, like I said, uh, if you need anything, you know, we're always here to help promote and uh, spread the word out to the masses, whatever that you know, whatever whatever those entail. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, dude. I'll talk to you soon, Phil. That's a wrap. We're good. I'll see you later. All right. All right, thank you, man. Bye. Thank you. There you have it, folks. The essential Philip LeBlanc interview right here on the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Care for Your podcast. Like I said, a perfect way to end 2019. Great energy, good person exploring, seeing what the universe brings them. If you've got a chance to, please follow along with his adventures, fill in the blank, and, uh, you know, tell him we sent you. He's just, uh, he's out there doing it. He's believing in himself and creating something special. And uh, if you have the opportunity to see him do some live painting, please make sure you check him out and, you know, say hello and tell him that AJ sent you and that you uh, heard him here on the 16-ounce the canvas. Once again, we just want to thank you for another wonderful year. We are truly blessed to have you in our lives. 2020 is going to be even better on so many levels. If you thought this year was great, just wait till we have next year. We have our Philly Beer Week event. We're going to be doing Hubbub Part 2. I'm almost guaranteeing another event here in Connecticut. And I can almost, uh, you know, we're pushing for, you know, one or two other events as well as, um, you know, we're not going to take that idea of doing that book, you know, off, uh, off the table. So we thank you. It's a beautiful time of year to, you know, sit back, enjoy your friends, enjoy your family. Maybe crack a couple of beers that you've been uh, holding on to. Beers are meant to be shared. And if you uh, 
you know, if we if we cross paths, we would love the opportunity to, to grab a beer together. You know, we're we're blessed. We had our first string of draw at Promiscuous in Chicago, and just so many wonderful things to be thankful for this year that you know it would take uh, multiple episodes to to list. But we just thank you all for your continued support. If you haven't had a chance to tell a friend, share it, like it, retweet it, do whatever you do. If you have a chance to leave us a review or just some ratings on wherever it is that you're getting your your podcast on, like Spotify or uh, iTunes. It was cool to see in some folks' year in review on Spotify that we were one of their top podcasts, so that means a lot. Like I said, my name is AJ. AJ16OZCanvas.com is my inbox. It goes right to me. I would love to hear from you. I would love to know what you think. Always down for recommendations. Don't forget to use that hashtag, 16OZCanvas. Just remember, we're all lucky. One day at a time, we'll get through this. You know, we have some good days, have some bad days. But 2020 is going to be special. When you're making those resolutions, make them in a positive way. Things you're going to do to improve or just that will bring you more joy. If you, if you, if you come at it with a negative, I'm not going to do this, you know, I'm going to stop doing that. You know, like, I get what you're trying to do. But just, just think about things in a positive way. Like, okay, you could say, you know, I just want to be healthier or I want to, you know, join more time with my family, you know, things of that nature. And just take whatever it is that you're trying to get rid of or reduce in your life and look at what the outcome of being able to do that will be. You know, you know, more time with friends, you know, more more road trips, more music concerts. Enjoy life. We only have one of them and we're going to do it together. If you need a friend, you know, sometimes in the holidays, you know, folks will be a little alone. It can be sad sometimes, but you're not alone. You know, we all have shitty days, and that's how we help you get each other through it. So for every shitty day, there's a lot more great days lined up, and, you know, we'll get through it together. So, um, you know, you have a friend here at the 16-ounce canvas. His name is AJ. He appreciates you, and we're here for you, and we look forward to seeing what 2020 brings for all of us. We'll have that beer together. We'll celebrate. Hopefully we'll see you in New Haven. If not, we'll see you soon because we're definitely – we're definitely going to keep moving, grooving, and uh, making 2020 the best we can. So until next year, until next time, we love you. Happy New Year. Happy holidays, whatever it is you celebrate. And remember, we appreciate you more than you know. Until then, my friends.